This is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony from Golden Years Financial Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Kevin and Michael provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony. Hello, and welcome to the Swan Song Financial Show. My name's Kevin Anthony. And I'm Michael Anthony. We're with Golden Years Financial Advisors, and uh, our website is goldenyears-advisors.com. Our phone number is 574-968-SWAN, 574-968-7926. Hey, we're the organization where SWAN stands for Sleep Well at Night. And we sure hope with your finances that you sleep well at night. That's what we're here for. If you get onto our website, you'll be able to access a lot of our uh, past podcasts. We recommend you do that. Some information there on stimulus packages, taxes, social security, all kinds of great things on that uh, past podcast. And we're looking forward to another great podcast today. So we're thankful that you joined us here today. Hey, Michael, you know, I was out uh, over the weekend uh, tooling around a little bit and going to some of the stores, getting some things for some of uh, the spring projects that seem to be out there. And I did notice one thing was t- taking place around here a lot, and that was people are getting their gardens ready and getting flowers out and doing a lot of planting and stuff. So if it's okay with all of our listeners today, let's uh, play off this whole uh, gardening and let's call it the financial garden. Yeah, that let's, let's do that. Uh, my garden doesn't look the best. Uh, <laughs> But my neighbors certainly looks very nice. Uh, but, you know, my financial garden's looking pretty good at this point in time. And I think our clients' financial gardens are as well. So even if you've put it off, let's uh, talk about the other garden. Yeah. Before we get jumping right in there, how you been, Michael? I've been doing all right. Just staying busy, getting to work. That's about that. Yourself? Well, you've been really busy, haven't you? Yep, yeah, uh, I have. Working on a new home? Yes, I am. It's coming along, so that's nice. That's good. And just another project after another project. Never, never. Well, congratulations and welcome to the new property tax uh, trap that you got out there with the home. And, uh, you know, it really is a beautiful home and he's doing a lot of hard work on it, too. And so, uh, uh, yeah, your neighbor's got a great garden going over there and seeing yes, him working. Does. And uh, hopefully he'll share with some of the uh, beautiful things that will come out of there, too. So, hey, let's jump into a little bit about this whole financial garden as we talk about that. And um, you know what? I mean, with a good financial garden. Uh, you end up with a lot of great things from uh, your planting in the seeds and turning soils and getting a, a getting some good uh, product out of that garden. So, Michael, why don't, we, why don't you start us off with an article that's in uh, Motley Fool? Yeah, right. So the article that we're going to refer to here is called Eight Strategies for Retirement Income. And as you mentioned, Kevin, it's from Motley Fool. Um I think there's some really good insights when it comes to this article and the idea of, you know, that financial garden that can 
help us sustain our retirement, make sure that our retirement is full, healthy, fruitful, always blooming, right? Right. So the first retirement income seed that we're going to talk about that you want to plant in your garden is what we like to refer to as the bucket strategy. I mean, this article mainly refers to three specific buckets. And this is the first one being your emergency fund and cash that you expect to spend in the short time frame bucket, right? So that's things such as living expenses, major necessary purchases. If you know your roof's coming up soon and you have to fix that, that's what that is. And these funds in this bucket should be liquid so that you can conveniently access them and quickly access them. Right. And as we pertain that towards a retirement, uh, as we will, we keep drifting towards retirement or that emergency fund is really seen in that first bucket there as that sort of short, uh, that short period of time frame as you enter into retirement. And uh, like you talked about, maybe having some of those major purchases, we find that out with a lot of clients as they enter and get ready for retirement. Uh, they may want a new vehicle. Uh, they may be looking at some other things around the house to get taken care of. That that great honeydew list that uh, you've been putting off for a long time, folks, you're going to end up starting to do those things. So have an appropriate cash in the bank as far as an emergency fund and planning for that is extremely important. Well, that seems pretty straightforward, Michael. What's our second bucket? Yeah. So the second bucket yeah, after that first bucket, again, that first bucket's always the most important. That's the base. That's the foundation. You need to have that first bucket full. But all the rest of the buckets are super important as well. So the second bucket actually needs to hold a bit more than what the first bucket was able to do because it's intended for monies that you are going to use probably in that first three to 10 years after retirement. I mean, and this is where it becomes a little bit more difficult than just, you know, funds sitting at the bank like you often have for that first bucket. So when this is where we recommend you really kind of start focusing on working with a financial services professional to take a look at different investment options that fit within this time horizon. So essentially, as your first bucket empties, you should be able to churn to bucket two to help sustain your retirement. Right. And sometimes that bucket two actually replenishes some of those emergency funds because we always want you to have an adequate uh, cash reserve fund and defined by what you feel that's adequate. Uh, typically, a lot of certified financial planners, Michael, like yourself, will talk about that being three to six months worth of expenses. And in retirement, we know that that's a good standard rule, but for most people, it's what is comfortable sitting there at the bank in cash reserves and making sure that everyone defines their own adequate uh, reserve. So that bucket number two, what you're saying is at times that is sort of that second bucket we're getting into that could go to replenish emergencies and also utilize maybe earlier on retirement using some of those funds to help take care of uh, expenses. Yeah, you're completely right. You only want so much at the bank that's getting practically 0% for you. Whatever you're comfortable with past that should you be you should be looking towards another bucket. But, right. you know, following the three bucket kind of rule that we've put out here, let, let's head into that third bucket. I figured that's probably where we're going to go since we're doing three buckets. One, two, so, and three. We so, are very creative. Yeah. So the third, tuck, third bucket in that tool shed. OK, so what's that one all about, Mike? Okay, so pretty much the third bucket is 
for resources that you intend to let sit for a little while, it's those future income needs at that point in time. That's what's really, really important. That needs to be your biggest, you know, tool in your tool shed when it comes to gardening. Those are your golden shears. That's how that third bucket is because those funds are that bucket. It is designed for the money that you don't really intend to touch for what those first two buckets are for. So those are the funds that you're tending to touch and utilize later in life, you know, after that decade. It's that super valuable tool that you've, you know, put behind the bookshelf. It's in a glass frame, something you're not reaching to at this point in time because you want it for later and you want it to be in right. pristine condition. Yeah, yeah. And, and just for clarity, again, we're talking about retirement and those kinds of different things. But uh, even as that young accumulators out there, these three buckets still pertain in other words, having the good cash reserves or building the good cash reserves, some short-term funds, maybe for the purchase of a home or something like that. And then also some of those long-term funds for some safety and security later on. That definitely pertains to everybody that's listening. And I'm glad you mentioned something about a uh, working with a financial professional uh, and I would say an independent financial advisor, so like our own firm here too. Uh, Michael, I'm glad you said something about that because it really occurs to me that, you know, like in a regular garden, uh, what I try to do earlier on when I did have a garden, it's not as extensive now. I try to recruit my uh, children um, and uh, other people to help me with that garden, especially weeding and all that fun stuff. And I know it was a great <laughs> time for everybody, but that same kind of concept, we needed we needed hands on the deck. So the same thing here with the financial plan, you need a good financial professional who is an advisor, not just a broker or insurance agent, but a good advisor that can sort of help you with that uh, financial garden. Because really, it's all about... Uh, making some, you know, some systematic withdrawals, if you will, out of that financial garden. You know, it's just like having a good garden. You want to, you want to make sure there's things that are coming available or ripen periodically to go out there and pick. And that's sort of that same method here when it comes to your financial garden, especially as it pertains to retirement. And there was an old rule out there that you, you would keep 4% or utilize 4% of your assets off of a investment and it wouldn't it would end up not touching your uh, principal over a period of time and that rule guys i just want to let you know if you're hearing that rule out there maybe even from some other advisors or something like that that is an old rule from back in the 90s and that uh, simply doesn't work anymore nope i mean there's a 57 percent failure rate with that rule right now and the new rule is 2.8 percent because unless if people have been hiding uh, interest rates are extremely low compared to what they were in the 90s. So that old rule of 4% is 2.8. And the reason we bring that up, again, you may want to pick some of those uh, financial fruits off, you know, out of the garden stuff. But around 2.8% of that should help keep your uh, capital in place. Don't pick too much before it's ripe. Yep, you're definitely right. And and just like finances and gardening, you, you got to tend to it. This is something that should be checked frequently. Make sure that it's in line. You always have to take care of it. I mean, you see all those fruits that aren't ready to pick yet. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you just ignore them and let them do whatever they want to do. You <laughs> have to tend to it and make sure that it is constantly in the right place, being positioned correctly. You know, it's you got to weed no matter what. That's right. Right. That's exactly right, Michael. And you got to be able to do your due diligence. And that's what we're talking about here, too, because, 
you know, folks, you never know when a big storm can come up and wipe some things out. And again, we're talking about a financial garden. And there's been some big storms uh, lately over these last couple decades that um, should be in everybody's mind of what it can do to a financial portfolio. So you just need to have a garden that I'm going to say is nimble and diverse and that you're not going to spend all the thing, all the stuff at one time, and it's not going to be exposed to that kind of a storm. So, you know, during our show today, we've really sort of been inspired by all those green thumbers out there uh, who are getting things done, and it's time-honored uh, tradition of sort of a dropping seed into the soil, Michael, and, and and taking care of that financial garden. So we're going to stick with that. So let's go back to that Motley Fool article again, and uh, let's talk about another point. Yeah, I, I like this next point a lot, actually. I, I just kind of, it's humorous to me. So, you know, one of the next strategies are bits of information that you can find from this article called Eight Strategies for Retirement Income, and, uh, you know, help you cultivate that stronger financial garden, that, you know, financial freedom you know, consider downsizing. You, you'll see that a lot with people that do gardens. They will start <laughs> off, oh, hi, ho, and holy crap, that was a lot of work. That sucked. Um, I think I only want a quarter of this garden for the following, you know, years because I don't need all these vegetables anymore. The kids moved out of the house. I don't need to take care of this anymore. All I'm doing is giving a bunch to my neighbors at this point in time. And you know, that's, that's not a bad idea. It makes life more manageable, right? Yeah, that's really true. I remember uh, an uncle who was planting somewhere between 85 to a hundred tomato plants every year. And then uh, everybody moved out and uh, those uh, wasn't necessary to have that much, but it was always great because the whole family then joined in and the neighbors and <laughs> took care of stuff and made some great juices and things. But the truth of that is, 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 is it's like your own home and stuff like that. You may have a large home. It may be a lot of maintenance. Um, it, there may be a, just a lot of things to be doing that's distracting from something that could be successful, like enjoying a retirement or taking some time off. And it may be one of those things we're downsizing into a, a condo or a smaller home where you have less maintenance, uh, less of a garden, if you will, is sufficient for husband and wife being at home and able to do that uh, traveling to go see the children and grandchildren. So I think that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's simply if you have a mortgage moving into a smaller home, even if you don't have a mortgage and talking about property taxes, it's just less expensive. It's simply less expensive. And if you're looking for a way to increase income, decreasing expenses is a way of increasing income. And income, of course, is extraordinarily important when it comes to financial planning, retirement planning. So speaking of income, let's talk about one of the largest things that everyone always loves to talk about and that we talk about here frequently. Let's dive into social security. Social security. Again, folks, this is a huge asset. And uh, if you come to our workshops and uh, some of our seminars, you'll, um, you'll understand how we address this and, and, and when we're creating an overall financial plan, just how important having the right social security strategy is. And again, we we in our practice, we actually go through an entire social security report, really position this thing as an asset. Too often that's passed up. And again, social security, depending on your age right now, full retirement age is going to be 
you know, 66 in two months, 66 in four months, 67 is the biggest key out there because that's where it's sort of uh, rounding up to is at age 67. And there's a really big difference between taking benefits at 62 as opposed to your full retirement age. And in actuality, if you're taking your benefits at 62, it could be 70 to 75% less than what your full retirement age benefit is. And it might be the right thing for you to do. Again, you don't, the, most people out here are listening right now think that they can take Social Security at 62, their full retirement age, let me call it 67, and age 70. That's just simply not true. There's 96 different months in here that you can take Social Security, and every month is a different benefit. So again, if you take it early, it's discounted from that full retirement age. And if you do take it later, age 70, don't take it later in age 70 because it doesn't go up anymore, those benefits will actually increase from your full retirement age somewhere between 124 to 132% depending on your full retirement age. So again, social security is a huge element. Some of the things that we taught you, we being myself 20, 25, 30 years ago, uh, when, when to take social security do not pertain just like that old 4% rule just doesn't work today. Some of those old strategies are not the best for you. So social security, Michael, I couldn't agree with you more, is one of the primary elements, sort of the fertilizer to that really good, uh, successful retirement plan. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And one other thing when it comes to increasing that income is, you know, part-time work is always an option as well. It is. I mean, it doesn't have to be. Part-time work doesn't mean you're working because you absolutely have to. Sometimes you do, but if you plan right, you get your buckets correct. If you, you know, you do all the weeding, you tend to the garden, it's an option and yep. it can be a vocation. It can be fun. It can be enjoyable, but you can have more money by working part-time. So it's something to take into consideration as well, because often we see that social security is one of the larger income streams for a vast majority of retirees and another right. income stream being all their investments that they already have that they're having to pull from. And then, you know, if they want to work part time, we see that very frequently too. So those are normally the main three components in social security being, I would say on average half of True. their income. True. And the other thing, yeah, absolutely. Michael. And the other thing about uh, part-time working, uh, we're seeing this, uh, probably more often than not. And even those that don't need to be working part-time have just simply went back to the workforce on a part-time basis, doing exactly what they enjoy and having fun. Great for social activities. we got a number of clients that are golfers who just are enjoying going out and uh, being part of the mowing crew at a golf course and then playing some golf. They're just really engaging again with their community. It's a real social um you know, it just we we're seeing this more often than we're not seeing it. Oh yeah, it's it's just like adding a little bit of fertilizer to that grass garden. You know, if we're you going bet. back to that, it's if you don't need it, it just becomes fun money. It just makes it makes your garden that much nicer. It looks it makes the sun shine on it a little bit more. That's exactly right. And one thing that does take place is sort of turn our conversation a little bit to another point here. It takes place in a garden and. You know, we see it a lot is you see a lot of weeds that pop up and uh, those weeds need to be managed. And one of the things we're going to talk about weeds that could pop up and sort of strangle a, a retirement income plan that needs to be managed is something called, uh, well, taxes, Michael. We're back to taxes again. So <laughs> on taxes. talk to us a little bit about tax management uh, with a good financial garden. Yeah, 
uh, honestly, we've talked about this a lot, but taxes are always one of the most important aspects when it comes to retirement. A lot of people rely on their 401ks, their 403bs, funds that haven't been taxed yet. But the idea is while taxes are so low right now, and don't get me wrong, I think they're always too high. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't like to pay taxes, but while they're low, it's the time to look at opportunities such as, you know, Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, uh, different tax advantaged vehicles or different taxable uh, funds, because it's important to have not just, you know, those buckets of different stages of life funds, but different tax buckets as well. So that way you can always manage your taxes to the best extent possible. There's so many, I don't want to dive into this too much more because we talk about it all the time, sure. but you can very often make more money by saving on taxes than what you can on investment returns. And it's important to manage it like that. You bet. And we've just, our couple past shows here, we've been talking a little bit about taxes and stimulus and uh, some of our, um, uh, what our thoughts are on taxes. So you can go back to some of those past shows and really jump in. And we're going to continue to talk about that as we start seeing more proposals out there for taxes. And, uh, you know, we've had a good time here, Michael. And again, again, a lot of people want to know more information about our subjects and what we talk about. And hey, we'd love to have you guys give us a call 574-968-7926 and, uh, or visit us on the website, uh, goldenyears-advisors.com. Send us an email, maybe on a topic that we've already talked about, you want more information about. Maybe you'd like a copy of the book I wrote a couple of years ago called The Swan Retirement. We'd love to get you a copy of that book too. And so during this last part of the um, show here today, Michael, why don't we talk about sort of some of these first timers, sort of uh, these first time gardeners, if you will, if I may say it that particular way, that you're really maybe not too sure of how to get going. And let's give them a little bit of guidance and direction. And Michael, there was a a CNBC article, I think, that uh, would pertain to this pretty good. Yeah, the article is called Personal Finance 101, The Complete Guide to Managing Your Money. It it really does do a pretty good job. I yeah. mean, it's pretty basic in my opinion, but you know what? That's what you expect when you have a title that's 101. And the first thing you really need to do is, A, consider it. Think about it, right? And yeah. then create goals, just like you do for everything else in life. Finances in life are extremely interconnected, so you got to plan something out. Like when you're making a garden, how big is it going to be? What do you want to put in there? It should be treated exactly the same. Yeah, absolutely. And it's you got to have goals set up, sort of like turning that soil. I mean, when you plan your garden, you don't just you don't just become an expert right away, right? You've got to start it. You got to turn the soil, figure out where you want the garden at, what you're going to plant, those particular things. So again, having your goals, it's really I know it sounds rudimentary almost, but it is the place that we start with everybody. What's your goals? What's your objectives? Let's start building this thing too. And the other part of that is budgeting. And you know what? Budgeting doesn't have to be this huge, big task. The fact is there's this old, there's a rule out there. It's called 50, 30, 20 rule. Um, and, uh, I, I would say this fit, you know, just for myself here, if I may, and for us, possibly that 50, 30, 20 rule, uh, comes after, uh, you know, tithing 10% of your funds. That's just my own personal feeling belief. And then 50, 30, 20. And in that particular rule, uh, 50% of your after-tax incomes are on essentials like rent, food, and a vehicle. And then you spend 30% of it on things like phone, internet, uh, streaming services. Um, and the last 20% of that is captured towards 
things, uh, investments like your emergency fund, your retirement savings, uh, savings for some big ticket items, those kind of things. So 50, 30, 20, uh, keep that in mind of how that works, but there's 20% that's going forward to you. And we'll talk a little bit real quickly about that 20%, what we can do with that. And some of the things like paying off debt's a big thing out there, Michael. Huge, huge, huge. Debt is not a good thing, period. <laughs> it's, it's not good. Even with low interest rates, like right now, unless you know exactly what you're doing, <laughs> Stay away from it. It's just not good to be in debt. But I, this 50-30-20 rule is my favorite thing about the article. It's simple. It's easy. And, you know, one of the biggest arguments against budgeting that people have, they're like personal vendettas for budgets, is, well, you know, I, I want to have a good time. I want to have fun. 50-30-20 is, is a pretty easy way to still have a good time without really tracking absolutely everything that you do. But when you're talking about those funds that are for your emergency fund, that's huge. That's important. Retirement savings, one of the easiest ways you can possibly do that is by 401ks. I'd say about 80 to 90% of people working have the opportunity to participate in some kind of employer plan. And those often have matching, which is in essence, free money, right? Yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely true. And I, I'm going to step back to that 50, 30, 20 real quick and, and give give you a piece of advice, if I may, that's not in the article. Yes, the 50, 30, 20 is great. Start with the 20. All right. Don't try to finish with the 20. In other words, start with your savings first and then do your spending. If you go out and start spending, you'll never make it to the 20%. Absolutely. And when you turn 50 years old, you're going to be one of those average folks out there at 50 years old that has less than $5,000, all right, and wants a successful retirement. It is not going to happen. Start with your 20% first and then do your spending and go from there. Get rid of those credit cards like Michael told you to do. Uh, get rid of that kind of stuff. Even if you think you can manage those, get rid of that debt. Use that as discretionary income. Put your excess, put that 20% emergency fund, 401ks, 403Bs, IRAs, Roth IRAs, all those are great instruments, all those kind of things. A good financial, independent financial advisor working in your best interest can help you with. Yep. I couldn't agree with you more. Pay yourself before you pay other people. It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. You go to work, you expect to make X amount of dollars, and you'd be pretty frustrated if you didn't make those X amount of dollars, right? That's true. So treat your own finances the same way. Pay yourself because you need that money at some point in time. Absolutely. And and the, the, those clients that come in that are accumulators and we're helping them through the budgeting process and those kind of things, uh, we actually have a book here that we recommend to them. So uh, it's one of those things. If you guys would like to work uh, with our firm, a good financial advisory firm here, uh, we'll actually help, uh, help you set this up. And we'll actually provide with you some materials, some books and those kind of things that a phenomenal book actually uh, that will help you become extremely financially successful. So some of the things we do here for our clients. Well, Mike, this has been a great show. It's been nice. I'm looking forward to the fruits of the labor of the actual gardens out there. And especially one of my favorite things to do is pick a few of those, pick a few of those items that are nice and ripe, get them processed, put them away, and nothing tastes better than good, fresh food from out of the garden in the middle of our winter time. Isn't that the truth? And that's the same thing with retirement. Pluck a few things away, but put it away. 
make sure that it's during that winter time of your retirement that you can pull it off the shelf and enjoy it. So thanks everybody for listening today. We've had a ball uh, here talking about your financial garden. If you'd like more information on this and we'd love to talk to you about being your financial advisors, uh, our names are Kevin Anthony. And I'm Michael Anthony. We're with Golden Years Financial Advisors. You can find us at goldenyears-advisors.com or please just give us a call, 574 574- 968-SWAN. That's 574-968-7926. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Swan Song Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Kevin and Michael Anthony at Golden Years Financial Advisors. Call 574-968-7926 or visit them online at goldenyears-advisors.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Indiana. Insurance products and services are offered through Golden Years Planning Services, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services affiliated companies. Kevin Anthony, Michael Anthony, Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.